You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Uh, November 1st, we're going to be releasing the first volume of our unleaded conditioning program. These are going to be multi-volumes. Uh, looks like maybe, maybe six to eight, depends on how these break out on the production. Uh, in honor of that, we're going to discuss a little bit of PT here. This is also combat useful in uh, just everyday stress hacks. We're going to talk about the concept of face under pressure. That's F-A-C-E, face under pressure. Now, buckle up, because uh, we got some ground to cover, crew. First, face under pressure is obviously a reiteration of Ernest Hemingway's original quote on the concept of grace under pressure. Now, some refined uh, what he meant to simplicity and say it was his definition of courage or guts. But in a letter to F. Scott Fitzgerald, he makes it clear he has something more in mind than sheer guts. As a matter of fact, he's a bit disdainful of guts or courage on its own. Uh, this is from the letter. I'm going to give you a quote from it. The letter is dated April 20th, 1926, and again, it's from Hemingway to F. Scott Fitzgerald, so two giants of the literary jazz age. Quote, it makes no difference you're telling Gerald Murphy, a friend of theirs, about bullfighting. I was not referring to guts, but to something else. Grace under pressure. Guts never made any money or anybody except violin string manufacturers, unquote. And that was a little clunky metaphor for Hemingway, and I usually like his prose, but uh, his point is he's looking for something a wee bit more than just uh, the bravado to get inside that uh, bullring. Now, again, Hemingway's expressing something more courageous. It's an ideal, something more than mere bravado. He reaches for something that might be closer to the Italian concept of sfrecciatura. Now, again, I'm probably mispronouncing that, so uh, forgive me. This is a word that appears in the 1528 volume, The Book of the Courtier by Baldassare Castiglione. The Book of the Courtier is a manual that seeks to define and instruct the ideal courtier or man-at-arms who strive to be skilled in arms and athletic events, but also equally skilled in conversation, uh, music and dancing, in essence, an all-around man, kind of what we think of as a renaissance man, maybe if, even if you're not an inventor and stuff, but you're, you're trying to, you know, have, have your athletic game down as well as have the yards down. And Castiglione, I mean, he was a man who practiced what he preached. He was uh, known for his uh, his athletic ability. Uh, he was performed bravely in war and did get injured. Of course, there's that. And uh, also, as far as conversational skills and dancing and music, he, he was the guy. So Castiglione himself defines sprezzatura as, uh, quote, a certain nonchalance, so as to conceal all art and make whatever one does or says appear to be without effort and almost without any thought about it, unquote. All right, so looking for that cool guy, right? An English correlate word may be insouciance, but that still falls a bit short. The word cool, uh, as in the cinematic Steve McQueen for some of his oldsters out there, that comes a bit closer to capturing it for the modern eyes, all right? Now, you might be thinking to yourself, okay, Mark, thanks for the literature lesson, but what the hell does that have to do with training? All right, good question. Let's, uh, let's move into that now. Now, old-school training practices, both physical culture and conditioning and combat, embraced a slow but steady approach. In other words, there was no one-year to jujitsu black belt roadmaps or gain 20 pounds of muscle in 60 days aims. I mean, rather, the goal in both endeavors to the old-timers was the assumption that you were in for the long haul. You're comfortable with the day-in, day-out of this lifelong embrace. With that said, in the realm of conditioning, uh, physical culture, mere muscle size was not the goal. I mean, seldom was. It was more about overall development or performance, bringing along the muscle 
muscles and the ligaments and the tendons and the stamina and other aspects all simultaneously. Striving for only one of these attributes to old school minds was a recipe for imbalance and future injury. All right? Now, we're all aware of the imbalances between strength and stamina and the marathon runner compared with the power lifter. You know, both athletes may excel at their directed aim, but it's at the self-chosen expense of another attribute. Uh, today, the modern uh, way we've done training, we have a tendency to specialize. We, we can admire the limberness and suppleness of the, of the yoga practitioner, but we don't look to them the same for likewise and uh, strength or the marathon running. And like we already said with the power lifter and the marathon uh, example, we have a tendency to specialize and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that if that's the sport is your passion you're going for. But if you're looking for overall broad-based development, uh, that was anathema to the old school mind. The athlete who chooses 20 pounds of muscle in 60 days is likely choosing tendon and ligament damage. I mean, this is the rapidly de- depleted ibuprofen and apraxin bottles will tell the tale about that. If you have to do a, uh, a workout and post-workout, you're always reaching for a bottle of uh, one of these uh, pain relievers. Might be telling you that uh, maybe you're either doing too much or this might not actually be good for you in the long run. All right, take it from myself and many other people who have beat themselves up, perhaps needlessly, that the old timers probably knew what they were speaking of. All right, so what exactly does this have to do with the title, The Seemingly Random Walk of Face Under Pressure? Now, many early strength athletes, physical culturists, boxers, wrestlers would advise to maintain a neutral face or, quote, exercise with a cheerful demeanor, unquote. One was not to, quote, discompose the lineaments into mask of thwarted ambition, unquote. You got to love that phrasing, don't you? Now, training while maintaining a neutral face or adopting a cheerful demeanor was and is brilliant on two counts. All right, now count one. Uh, We can use the face as an effort guide or a training barometer. If one is able to train, say, a given desired reps at a desired weight and remain neutral face, we have a built-in visual emotional indicator that the athlete has likely mastered that given task under that given load. The need to grunt, snarl, contort the features are the signs of a body under stress. Stresses that may be a bit on the too far side at the moment. Stresses that may lead to that ever-dwindling ibuprofen bottle we just mentioned. If the boxer or wrestler is able to perform a given round or mat drill with a neutral or stoic face, from top to bottom, we're seeing a mastery of a given skill, good conditioning, and signs to perhaps bump it up, right? So the face becomes our training log, our barometer of when to move to the next level or on some days when to tweak it downward and find our grace under load or in movement. Now, you might be thinking, but Mark, exercise and training, they're meant to be stressors. How's one to improve if we keep it so light that we can stay relaxed? To that I say... Who said anything about relaxed? The aim is to perform to the top of your neutral face or cheerful ability. Note, Hemingway never said bullfighting was boring or easy or doesn't take guts. He was urging for grace in the face of such things. Castiglione was urging, quote, a certain nonchalance so as to conceal all art and make whatever one does or says appear to be without effort and almost without any thought about it, unquote. He did not say that being a well-rounded courtier was without effort. He instructed that our aim was to make what requires effort appear effortless. Which brings us to count two. Face training is grace training. Now, we all train to perform well in, let's say, our given sport, or we train well to perform in our job to the best of our ability, whether it be firefighting, military operative law enforcement. We train to respond as ably as we can in high-demand situations. Part of performing well, responding well, is stress management, right? Now, if we train to intentionally contort to internal stressful states to such a degree that the exterior barometer of the face displays internal stresses, well, the old-timers thought that we were setting our default to responding to stress with stress. Okay, now that sounds a little bit of a causal loop there. So what we're saying is we're trying to train everything at the same time. We're trying to build our strength. We're trying to build our stamina. And we're also trying to build our ability to withstand stressors. And part of those for staying the stressors is trying to keep that calm, cool, collected demeanor. 
So that was considered part and parcel of the training. It wasn't something that was going to come naturally to you later. You must train to be calm and cool. So Face Under Pressure asked that we train by adopting this old school protocol into a regimen, allow us to train just short of injury and foster broader based progress. It also trains the taming of the internal state to a state of external composure to better ensure that the calm, cool, collected demeanor manifests when we need it. Uh, we all heard of, uh, we're kind of aware that when we use certain body languages, that's some of that's been debunked a bit. But for example, if we uh, laugh when we don't really mean it, give a false laugh and really put yourself into 30 seconds of fake laughter or, or, or force a smile, you actually do get a, a slight tweak or bump up in, in, your, in your, uh, how you feel in your emotional state, the interior state. Same thing happens whenever if we're walking around with a frown all the time or we uh, play the negative role all the time. You start to embody that to some degree. So the face under pressure is asking us to show that calm, cool, dele- uh, collected spezzatura or the coolness, make sure we can handle it. If we're able to handle the true stresses of the gym and the, and the mat and the cage, and then hopefully we are able to stand it just as well whenever we're on a tech support call, for example. So whether you, uh, uh, we, we get a train, if we train to grunt, snarl, and grimace under standard stressors, that just may become our default in out-of-gym stressors. The internal external loop is deeply intertwined, all right? So we got to keep that in mind. How we train is how we fight. How we train is also how we likely are going to behave down the road in the everyday. So you can call it cool, sprezzatura, behavioral hack, internal external loop training, or the face under pressure protocol was highly valued for Renaissance men at arms to old school combination men and physical culturists uh, to Arthur Jones exercise research in the 60s and 70s. And to snag this bit of training for yourself is pretty cheap. All you need is a mirror yourself, a training partner who calls you out when your face exceeds the bounds of a cheerful demeanor. Again, you'll be hearing a lot more about this and actually seeing more of it in our Unloaded Conditioning programs. Like I said, Volume 1's coming up to the Black Box subscribers uh, November 1st. And if you want some tech support for this particular one, I'll throw in the show notes there, a link uh, to the blog entry in as well. Have a good one, crew. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, ExtremeSelfProtection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. Mm-hmm.